0: You're listening to The People's Pitch, the official podcast of Minneapolis City Soccer Club. Brought to you by footballstadiumprince.com. Let's start the show.
1: And as I talked about just a couple minutes ago, as Joe Watt stands over this one, he appears to be the one taking the penalty here. Uh, this is a huge confidence booster if you're a Duluth. Worst Mr. case Elder scenario for City right here. And, here. and it
0: stopped, yes. and
1: it stopped. Totally Matt himself. Matt Elder redeeming himself. Oliver with the right foot. The shot of the goal! goal! Oliver! Justin Oliver will break the scoreless time. Then it is 1-0 Minneapolis City. It's Hutton now on the offense with the left foot. And And it is now 2-0 Minneapolis City. Good finish. Nick Hutton taking his quick victory lap.
2: Come one, come all. Welcome to the People's Pitch, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. I am your host, John, and of course, it would not be a show without my guy to the left, the Nate Morales. Nate, we have had a great run of shows I, I believe in the past four weeks. Oh, and you I'm feel, starting to you feel like, see, like it? I, I feel like it, and I'm, I'm starting to see a trend. Did we catch a heater, or is this a precursor to what the summer's going to be for the club?
0: Well, it's you know the summer is going to be amazing. I mean, if if the la- if two summers prior was any was any indicator, uh, we we city to the moon is about as is like you know this is the floor for this club. But I mm-hmm. think, uh, man, you're right. Like tons of awesome guests, uh, really feeling the energy with the club, really feeling the energy in the fandom. I think this is going to be amazing. People are ready yeah, to be I- back.
2: They are, and we're going to cover that. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of dropping into the past, but we're gonna cover a lot of stuff today um, that does have future connotations. Uh, so big show tonight with some you know something for every fan, I guess you could say. Let, you know we're gonna take a look at uh, the U.S. Open Cup draw that happened this week. Uh, newsflash: we didn't get in, uh, but there's plenty to talk about around that. <laughs> uh, we'll just leave it here until we dive in a little bit later. Uh, the citizens are stirring. Our supporters group. Um, got together this week and teased out some of the things that they're planning on doing. So we'll talk a little bit about that as I joined their call. Um, and Joe is back. The genius behind the Lower League E-Cup is in the house for another go with us. So let's just do this damn thing, Nate. Um, yeah. First and foremost, U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> so uh, where the hell <laughs> do I begin with it? conversation? Where the hell do I begin on this sloppy pig race? I mean, like, <laughs> total mess. Um And in my opinion, it's now moved to like, just laughable, straight arrogance from the Federation that just like arbitrarily changing the rules to accommodate the MLS teams under the guise of the pandemic, which I think was a cop out. Um, And then like totally changed what the true core of the cup meant, which is open to all. It's literally in in the goddamn name. So needless to say, I am a little ticked if you can't tell, because we, we didn't get in again. Um, but I'm more pissed that like the little guys, Nate, like they're, they're, we're not going to have the cup sets this year. Our cup sets are going to be like San Diego loyal over Philadelphia union. No one cares about that. Um, we're not going to get the guys like the Harpo's making a run or Christos or Bavarians, or mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we could have done it. <laughs> um, we're just not going to get that this year.
0: No. And, uh, and that's the, the best part about the lower league e-cup, the, the worst part about the cup. Or I'm sorry about the. Uh...
2: <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I'm, right. I'm really
0: excited. Next, ne- next segment, next segment. Just hold on. Run cup fool. Uh, no, the the best part about the Open Cup is the beginning. The worst part is the end. Right? The end is inevitable. The end is whatever Atlanta against Portland or or some bullshit. Right? Some other game that you can totally just watch on ESPN in the middle of summer and and just waste a Friday night. But instead, like really, what people get excited about. Is like, oh, is Tulsa going to make a run, right? Yeah. Like, who is the new, who is the new Christos? Who's the new, who is the new club out of nowhere? That Machina or any one of those teams from
2: California that made a big run.
0: Like, exactly. Who's it going to be? Exactly. Now nobody. And now and no nobody. And I think, uh you know, I think that's that's sad because that's the soul of the E Cup. That's what gets mm-hmm. people into it. And then you can be like, okay, well. Uh, who was it? last? Phoenix, right? Made it. Made a deep run last year, and that mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Or last time, and that was kind of cool. And so, I guess I'll just see this cup out and see who wins, because why well, not?
2: Even around these parts, Minnesota United going to the final last year or yeah. uh, two two years ago, like even though even if you're if you're a fan or not a fan in the area, it, there was buzz like we might actually be able to win a trophy here. Yes, yeah, like, that'd be awesome. Sure. But. Who cares? Now it's all an MLS tournament. Might as well call it MLS is back again or something. Every like time. That. So MLS
0: is always here. MLS is always tr- back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's how things kind of shook out. So on February 9th, the Federation released a statement that there were gonna be changing there would be changes coming, but that everyone had a chance to be considered who qualified in 2020. And we know that because we got correspondence saying like can you give us your thousand dollar bond if you if you get if you get into the tournament, um, the refundable bond or non refundable if you're just a shit bag. Um, but anyways, <laughs> so we we went through that process. We we're told like, yep, everyone's gonna will qualify is gonna is gonna be considered for the cup this year, uh, which I guess is true. But it actually technically. wasn't technically it it was true, but it clearly was not true. So I'm just gonna read a, a brief statement here. Um, from from the open cup. So they said the twenty twenty one open cup will kick off on May 4th and 5th and only be five rounds. The first thing here, Nate, is that the dates of it starting already cut out like 60% of lower league teams because they just don't have the players yet. Yep. So there's that. And then they said it's only gonna be five rounds instead of its usual eight. And then they said it was due to COVID nineteen implications and a congested schedule later in the summer. Mm. Well, who who's the later in the summer mean? To you. That means the MLS to you me. You have to, you um, have to then they,
0: for the MLS. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
2: They said the five rounds will take place across across a much shorter time frame with just uh, of just two months, with the final being scheduled in June 29th um, or June 30th. So then there was a quote by someone that said, as we look at our scheduling options, the Open Cup committee prioritized the health and safety of players first and decided against scheduling matches in both March and April due to ongoing circumstances. So, and it was, again, all under COVID-19, which is strung throughout their response, which made me think like they're really hiding behind something that people can be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So they said they took into consideration, um, you know, the extended June FIFA window, the the Gold Cup taking place, um, the CONCACAF Gold Cup taking place through August 1st. Um, along with the final and semi-final round of the Calf Champions League. So they they thought about a lot of things. That I I agree with. Um, but they like said in the end, we felt that a shortened version of this year was the best format, and we're excited to have the opportunity to crown a champion after not being able to in 2020. Hey. That's like that's like the monkey at the zoo throwing its own shit at your face.
0: So, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm just happy to be here, man.
2: <laughs> so like that, 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 I don't even, I'm just going to let, let that sit. So what this really meant was that in my opinion, all the cool things and the momentum this cup was actually starting to get by, you know, adding stuff like, um, committing to streaming all games in the cup proper on ESPN2, which would have been
0: awesome. Yeah. Um,
2: you know maybe having a crew coming in to Edo or nelson how cool would that have been so right? cool or even just or even just being on espn too we even joke that nordo and i might be able to if they don't send commentators be able to broadcast for espn which would have been hilarious would have been really weird um, if
0: the commentators got locked out of the booth
2: yeah right and tyler knows how to do stuff <laughs> behind the scenes so all of a sudden we're on the deuce or on the plus just, <laughs> just going hog wild um but that that was cool, right? Um, you know, and, and what it also is saying to me is like this new cup structure, it's cutting off the revenue generation for the little guy. And it's really just puffing up the top half of, of the 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 slice of the soccer pie. Yeah. Um and and, and you know it, it limits the excitement and I think it's just a blatant, corrupt decision um that they aren't really trying to hide anymore.
0: So so
2: all the anger is
0: yeah, I mean, sorry. Go ahead. What's so? What is? I mean, we've said this that obviously without the little guy, tournament's not going to look so great. What's it going to look like? Who's going to be in it?
2: Um, well, to put a little bit of numbers around it, when they say only five rounds, that reduces the competition from a hundred and one eligible clubs to twenty four. So what? That's right. <laughs> so there you go. Um, because if you remember the, the, the first three rounds are all people like us. Yeah. And then in the third round, you start to get the U US, the USL championship teams, like the Madison's of the world. And some of those get dropped in, into the se- the second round, but you're, they're basically with those numbers, like actually looking at them on paper, it's blatantly cutting off the bottom half of the food chain and only catering the top half. Sure. Like, am I incorrect in saying that?
0: No, and and it makes total sense. Like year after year, I feel like for the last four years we've been either making it or trying to make it. It's been very clear that U.S. soccer is trying to mitigate any sort of calamity that may befall an MLS club because it needs to make Mm -hmm. in that MLS is the best there is. Well, here's another thing.
2: Here's another thing that supports that, Nate so they said that the necessary reduction in in teams means for the first time since 2011 that not all eligible teams from us soccer's three professional divisions will participate they said nothing about the little guys there's nothing about the open division which is what this tournament lives on the back of you know it, it's been around since you know early turn of the century and mm-hmm. there were no professional teams but their main anecdote was like see even like some pros aren't going to get in and you're like oh that makes me feel a lot better thank you for screwing up great you know right
0: <laughs> even some pros
2: um so then they also said despite the reduction in the open cup um will still have representation from each of the four divisions that normally compete in the tournament pro d1 d2 d3 and the open division encompassing all other affiliate teams and leagues yeah when you're
0: talking about 101 so just, clubs i mean how many are just from the open division
2: right so, um, the, yeah, another another slap in the face that they 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 just start to say, oh well, you know, we'll still have representation. Um, so we do know that's the case. Um, there is a breakdown if you go on the U.S. Open Cup website of like what the four divisions mean. I don't think we need to get really into that, um, but it's not all here. Here's more: the open division where guys like us reside, Nate. Um, as noted, was clearly drastically reduced, um, but it was reduced down to two open spots for, I think maybe like forty clubs, if you want to just kind of round it <laughs> off. The
0: open division is so okay. So what is it? The top two clubs from the from the it's everyone league. who qualified in twenty nineteen. It's kind of, it, it, kind of no, no. It's
2: everyone who nope. Everyone who qualified.
0: No, so but I mean, like for, the two that are left, they're just gonna randomly draw.
2: Oh I'm getting there. no. <laughs> so um you are 100% correct. They they said that it that all of those clubs would be put into a random selection process and then there was no explanation of what that random selection process would be. Like it's not they didn't say we're going to pull them out of a hat. <laughs> they didn't say we're going to we're going to play paper rock scissors um it's going to be a, a ball kicking contest it, they didn't say anything about that they just said it's going to be random so they held the draw nate and the, the two teams that got in the first one i totally agree with it's the usasa 2019 amateur champion uh the newton town pride which i totally get i 100 percent. that's awesome but then the other one is usl two side fc golden state force who then we find out after they get selected that they're not even participating in the USL this year because of the fact that their whole division decided not to play because of COVID. So <laughs> now the only other team in is a freaking team who doesn't even play this summer. So it's like now the opportunity for a team to get in is a team that probably could put together a team not as strong. They're getting to go in and then they financially, what if they have to play on the road, have to pay for mm-hmm. that? So now a team – so then there's that piece. But also <laughs> what gets me is that um, the the whole league folded. So, it, like, wouldn't you just, like –
0: So the team – is the team going to exist? If the...
2: They're going to put a team together to play in the Open Cup because they were selected.
0: <sighs> well
2: – Whereas someone like us is them. like – where someone like us is like, hey, where wh- when do we need to fly into what town? Let's go play. Yeah we're ready. No, that's not the case anymore. We're going to, it's going to be a bunch. It's going to be like 18 guys. Like we did the first year for the open cup training for who knows what, you know, maybe you win a game or in this case, they're probably going to play someone really strong and get fucking whacked. So it's like, is that experience enough to play like a USL championship team? In my opinion, it is not, I would not, I would not. So I'm going to, I'm Boiling to the anger point, Nate. So why don't you wrap this one up before I break
0: something? <laughs> I things. mean, every year, John, it creeps into the it creeps into the conversation more and more with the Open Cup. Is that the the specter of uh, soccer United marketing right and, and this idea that the MLS needs to make money and the MLS needs to be positioned as the the pinnacle of U.S. soccer uh, has is is really affecting what ha- what the Open Cup looks like. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and like like we've said many times before, like the MLS can't afford to because teams can't afford to not be on national TV right so the MLS can't afford to to have its teams lose to a lower league team because one it makes them look like fools and two it, it loses that it loses money for the team that could have made it to the next round right So the best thing to do is make it really really hard. For any team to to make it to the next round, uh, the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah. Here, it's it's really sad. That, like the soul of the U.S. Open Cup is really about the little guy going up, David versus Goliath, right? And of course, we all know in this day and age, David is never going to win. And just like it never, no. just like it never doesn't in, in England or any of the other or, or any of the other European. Uh, uh, U.S. Open, Open competitions, Open competitions, right? Never happens, right? Liverpool will always, Chelsea will always, whatever.
2: But your lower, your lowest team might be like uh, the bottom half of a Premier League. Yeah, you know, it might be your your West Broms or your Burnleys might catch a heater in the given circumstances and 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 win that competition or get to the final. And that's great for them. Here,
0: you're right, but but this. Yeah, but here it's not happening. Yeah, but really, what the what these cups are for is to support the soul of. Of soccer, right? It's to support the the little guy for the for at least the first couple rounds, right? To think like, wow, here we go. This is what soccer's about on a national stage. Mm-hmm. When you really don't get a chance mm-hmm. to see that more often than not, when you're when you're a team like, I don't know, the fucking Santa Fe Wanderers or whoever. Uh, so mm-hmm. it, it, it's too bad that soccer doesn't that U.S. soccer doesn't get it. It's too bad that they're that they're using COVID as an excuse because. Our kids are playing, John. Yeah, our kids are
2: and we're about we're literally about ready, like less than a month away from rolling out our season. Yep. So it's like every, everyone's ready. So
0: it's kind of one of those things. Don't. Like, raise your hand if you've been vaccinated at least once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and really, does it feel like the one of the biggest competitions in, in U.S. soccer should be basically canceled and turned into an MLS tournament? if If your answer is I no, mean, then you're with us
2: I would have been much more okay with them saying due to covid a busy schedule for for the professional teams not just MLs but for all professional teams um unless we can guarantee that people are all vaccinated by the time the tournament starts we're just going to push it for another year cancel again sorry Sorry, people who qualified in 2019, you're gonna have to re-qualify. Nope. I would have been way more okay with that instead of the way that they went about this. But I mean, I'm not surprised. Nope. So, can belabor that? We can belabor this for a long time.
0: Money, we'll wrap right. it up
2: with saying, money, money wins. Fuck the big, fuck the man. Down with corporate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We'll move on. We'll still play soccer this summer. We just won't be beating a, a USL Championship team in uh, in, the, in the third round.
0: That's for sure. Well, John, it looks like uh, at least locally, all systems are go, and we should be able to have some fans at our games come the start of the season. Uh, the limit is ten thousand, so we should eh, we should we should just squeeze under there. yeah i
2: mean unless you're an mls sellout then you're you gotta worry about that one it's
0: a sellout fans in the stands means it's time for the supporters to get to work though and minneapolis city's official supporters group the citizens are starting to plan out what that covid friendly game day experience is going to look like for supporters john uh, i heard you were fly on the wall in their last meeting do you want to give us a sneak peek Uh, obviously you don't blow anything because i'd hope to i'd hope to have nate or another one of the citizens on in the future to to give us their full plan but uh what could game day look like if i was a supporter and i wanted to uh wanted to come to Minneapolis city game
2: well first off before i get into into the meeting i do want to say that um the organization themselves is is fully independent from the club so that we don't really support them at well we don't support them at all so all the (laughs) efforts that they're doing are on their on their own well, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like we're we're not giving the some clubs will just like pay for their supporters to have like cool flags and all sorts of stuff and be organized and have events. Well, we don't do that for obvious reasons because one, it sucks to 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 pay for your own friends. Um but two, we it's just, you know, there are just a, a bunch of random folks who are collectively rallying around the club. So I do want to encourage people who are listening if you're not a member of the Citizens, consider becoming a member. They do a lot of cool stuff. They do get some inside information into the club if you're not a already a um, a member of the club through purchasing a season mm-hmm. ticket. You can also hear about some of the cooler things that are going on uh, behind the scenes uh, that you can get involved in through our supporters group. So um, all of the all of the the things that they sell, The events that they have, um, I encourage you to participate in them because all of that, all of the money then goes back into them being able to provide those type of things and to have a good game day experience, which is is I think what helps sets us apart from some teams in our region. Absolutely. So please head on over um, social media at the citizens. You can check them out there, and then they have on their bio they have a link into their website. So um, definitely check them out. But anyways, back to the the question at hand. Yes, I was a fly on the wall. Uh it and it was great. It was great to see those folks again. I haven't seen them some of them since we did the fall sevens and we had some limited folks out, but I haven't seen them in almost two years. So it's good to good to catch ke- catch up with a few of those folks. Yeah. Um, some of the players po- popped in to the to the um to the the call, which was great. Um, you know, they they kind of gave they gave the supporters a shout out for all the stuff that they do, which I thought was a really mm-hmm. great thing for some of the players to do um because they all tell us when they come on this show right that the number one of the number one things they love is the
0: fans. oh it's a huge differentiator yeah
2: yeah and like playing in front of the fans and getting a song sung about me or hearing when the crow shit on your car as you're trying to focus you know things like that are all great things um so it was really nice of those guys to do that but the main things they covered um there 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 will be a turnover nate of some of the flags and the tifos that fly at Edor nelson um i hope they still keep the technical difficulties one because we need to get at least one more year out of that one um but they're they're going to be going through uh <laughs> some some are going through some art direction oh. nate where they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do some new creative things um like i said with that comes some costs so if you can do anything to help them out support them become a member and help out if you want to be part of them um please do so, so there will be some uh, some new some new uh new stuff flying around Edor nelson this That's- summer um so I, hopefully, I didn't uh, I didn't blow it oh. there. So I didn't I didn't I didn't give any ideas no, just, away uh, of what those will be. Yeah, we're just gonna have new draperies, which is fine. Fine
0: for <laughs> it's time for a refresh.
2: Yeah. It is time for a refresh, but keep that technical difficulties one, please, if you're listening. Um, the other big one was that they're, they're they are planning on having some sort of tailgate experience again at Murphy Park, right next to Augsburg. Um, obviously, safety details and requirements are still trying to be sorted out, but. Um, they they do have plans to 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 go you know full steam ahead on having some sort of safely distance gathering. Um, hopefully, a lot of folks are vaccinated by then, so it'd be great. Um, but if not, they're they're going to definitely be putting out some details on on that. So keep a lookout on social channels for that um, in the not too distant future. But really, what a great tradition that kind of started it two years ago, yeah. Nate, of having that you know very welcome, open to everyone, meet up to to kind of get ready and gear up for for the match that's literally right across the street. Um, so I, I really hope that they'll be able to pull that off, but it's not like they, that they are gonna plan something.
0: That's wonderful. Always great to uh, shoot down after making sure their booth is set up, shotgun of beer and uh, and say hi to some people. so so I, I love it. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be super cool. I really hope to have Nate Zell uh, on the show in the next couple of weeks to make sure that we're gonna get all those details once they're hammered in because I think nothing, like you said, the biggest thing that separates Minneapolis City, From any other club, at least in our division, but definitely the region is the the game day experience, right? The level of Mm -hmm. intensity from the supporters, the cheers, the songs, Uh, it gets it gets the rest of the stands excited, and it definitely draws attention uh, to Minneapolis City one way or the other.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So join up, be a citizen. Be a citizen.
0: Now that the lower league E Cup is in the rearview mirror and the dust has settled. Uh, up there at ecup 8 hq we wanted to bring on the architect of said tournament joe meyer joe welcome back to the show man it is good to have you on again uh it's been a little bit and uh it's been uh it's been a long year joe
1: yeah man great to be back uh <laughs> appreciate you guys having me you know the annual ecup uh people's pitch broadcast show i, I don't know <laughs> what you want to call this but no, I'm glad to be back. It's where we
2: get the dirt, Joe. Yeah, it's where we get all the we, all the seedy stories that are <laughs> happening behind the scenes.
1: Trust <laughs> tinted in access. That's like, right. The fun ones. The fun ones are the ones you can't tell. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, lots changed. Uh, changed from year one to to last year of the cup. You know, you you instituted two divisions from a competitive level perspective. You know, the podcast all the weekly rankings, social media leveled up, graphics, a whole bunch of stuff. Talk us through <laughs> the new stuff that you tossed on and and maybe how do you feel that it went this year overall?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I think that going to your... I mean, you know, when I started this back in March of 2020 and, I mean, looking back, it was only a year ago, but it feels like a whole lot longer than that. But uh, we, we just kind of went into this just completely over our heads high school senior at the time i didn't know what the heck i was doing i was some <laughs> rando on twitter just threw this out there i think was me going to like google drive and hit the little drawing app it, it <laughs> so in, in that aspect i think uh and then some of the some of the changes we made this year i mean i think the big one that you guys kind of hit on already was just splitting into two divisions uh you know it reduced it did, did number of you know 12 nothing beat downs we were seeing just always a good yeah. step except for a couple people that uh may have not been the the best fit for this The different story. uh well you know we had that and then you know a lot of it just has to go to our spot side marketing and, and they're cup uh the kit supplier out of Philadelphia, I'm sure a lot in the lower leagues, no, no of them to some, one extent or another. Then we had uh, Small World Soccer, which, I mean, if you've heard of him, Danny, the you know, same age as me, we like to joke, two youngest guys in the game right now, but he, he does a phenomenal job. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Danny was the guy behind a lot of those those weekly rankings and the podcast recaps and i mean i he, he did all of the work on those so i owe 100 of the credit on that stuff to danny and the relationship we had in small world and not just danny too but his new coach uh josh ranft josh is i don't know if you guys would know him at all but he's the social media guy up at Pateau fc he's kind of joined on to small world and he played a large part in their coverage of our event too but I mean, overall, it was it was a group group effort with you know us, our sponsors, our players, our clubs, our supporters. You know, we we couldn't do it without them. So, really, a great year.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Joe, how did the prep for this year's tournament differ from last year? Uh, given that you knew so much more, you brought in a lot of extra sponsors, but you still had your same core of um, you know yourself and the small world uh, sponsor returning. So you. You guys kind of had a, a cadence, but there there had to be, like you said, this year a uh, little better, a little more prepared. Uh, what was the difference leading up to the tournament?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it, it was really nice just being able to have a, a large window to prep for. I mean, get a lot of the kinks out. I think looking back at 2020, we – this – you know, again, this was just launched by me throwing this out on Twitter one day because I was a bored high school kid who didn't know what to do with himself. Uh, so, so we, it was kind of, everything was on the fly. It was a little disorganized here and there. Um, and there, there's still work to do and there's places that we can improve going forward, but, you know, having a little bit of a base too, was nice. Just being able to say, you know, go back to our players and say, you know, what do you want to see from us? Where can we improve? And, you know, what do we have to do to keep getting you to come back year after year after year? And, And I think just overall, with some of the changes we made. And then, you know, with the first and second division from a player's percep- perspective, it was just a lot more organized. The players had a group on what was going on. They really, you know, had a hand in shaping the event much more than they did in 2020. And then when it came to the marketing aspects, I mean, again, we just had time to, to sit down and, and really focus on what we were doing. You know, it, even just small stuff like, you know, making sure our final score graphics look good. and make you know upgrading the logo we went from something that was designed by by two really great guys over at tri Sock pod but it was kind of like you guys need a logo in a hurry here's something basically that can get you through to go and do the same designer that designs the logos for the scc basketball tournament so oh. like that that <laughs> that type of jump in professionalism and what we were doing with our marketing overall was was really big, and I think just establishing ourselves as a little bit more as some mm-hmm. random dudes playing FIFA. Which at the de- end of the day, you know, it is just random dudes playing FIFA. But we you know. we <laughs> want to present ourselves as uh, as professionally as possible.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Well, we coined the, we we coined the phrase in in city at city headquarters of professionally amateur. So I think that would that would pretty I think you would fall underneath that umbrella. Yeah, well.
1: yeah, one hundred percent.
2: So just to confirm, are we still the uno- the official, unofficial, most successful team in E-Cup history from a wins perspective? I know trophies, we've had our issues there, but just a straight wins perspective.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I think Metro Louisville might have you guys. Because they, they won back, uh, back last year. They won the, I think it was the PC division. And I know John's got a, a fanta- fantastic name for that one, but. I'll, I'll abstain. I'll abstain from saying that here, but uh, yeah, they won. They won PC last year and then Xbox Division One and Division Two this year. So I, I think they might have the edge there. But I mean, D- Minneapolis City definitely has to be top two. Maybe like a a glorified, a slightly elevated Tottenham. You know, picking up a lot of wins. Okay. But that trophy, that trophy cabinet's got some problems. <laughs> the- no
2: one gives a shit about
0: Louisville. Let's move on. I mean, that's the thing is we didn't, we didn't really know like who was compete. We didn't, I shouldn't say we didn't, we didn't care also who was competing in the PC division, um, PlayStation division. I know Providence went really far only because we follow them really closely. Uh, but otherwise, like we've got a, we had a pretty limited view of the tournament, right? So besides the rise of gamer X and (laughs) the domination of the eventual champion, uh, Against against Max and all all other players that he went up against, what were some of the bigger narratives, Joe, that we might have missed from across the tournament?
1: Yeah, so I mean, there was a lot going on. To just to be honest, uh, we had five divisions. It's it's <laughs> from an outsider's p- perspective, it's hard to follow, and that's you know, something we try to do as good of a job as we possibly can. But I mean, even from an insider's perspective, it's all over the place sometimes when you got you know 130 teams in five different divisions and. I don't even know how many different groups we had going, but I think on PlayStation, our Division One champion was Tulsa Athletic. Uh, Not. Yeah, I know. I know you guys have a little bit of a relationship with them in Minneapolis, but they took down uh, Greenville Triumph in the PS4 Division I final. And then I think in PS4 Division II, it was Space United, uh, which had the... Infamous Twitter buying votes, something. There, there, there was some, there was some yeah, controversy they, they, when we held that little uh, Twitter kickoff <laughs> I remember uh, that. Yep. So they, they took it uh, over a supporters group from Forward Madison and then moving on to PC. Uh, the PC division champ this year was Danubia, a very, very small club out of Philly. And then finishing up with Xbox. Xbox was swept. By Metro Louisville, and let me say, two very, very dominant performances.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were, uh, we,
2: we were at the yeah. end of Yeah. Those, so we 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 still remember. <laughs> yeah.
0: that. So I mean, related to that, Joe, uh, we've got a couple. I've got a couple questions. The first, of course, is as John tried to do earlier, just to make us feel better about ourselves. Did you see a rise this year in the number of teams that may have outsourced their competitors? And by that, I mean suddenly, strangely, there's a competitive gamer in South America that just happens to be in the supporters group of a small team in the middle of Idaho or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, I mean, at the end of the day, we leave our competition open to whoever a club wants to enter. I mean, 95% of the clubs are putting in a player or a supporter, or someone just very central to the club itself. I mean, we've had owners play, league execs play. Uh, but, you know, with that, some clubs do choose to go a little bit more of a competitive gaming route. Uh, I think you saw that with Metro Louisville a little bit. Actually, their first division player was really close friends with some of the guys on the team, so it was a little bit different. But, yeah, their, yeah. their second, the second division player drew some looks. But but really, it's we we're just gonna put our the ink the e up here. You know, it's off season. It's guys playing FIFA. It's supposed to be fun. You know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. At would, the end of the day, not for sure.
0: Would you ever would you
2: ever consider doing like a players only something yeah, in the so
1: future? that that was kind of the intent of when we started. You know, players and supporters only. But it, it's just very very difficult to police at the end of the day. I mean, you mm-hmm. can grab, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys could hypothetically grab, you know, some professional gamer from right down the street in Minneapolis and say he's a supporter of the club. And who am I to say that he's not a supporter of the club? So it, it's very right. strongly encouraged that it's someone directly involved in the club. But at the end of the day, you know, enter, enter who you want to enter. Uh, and let's just, you know, have some mm-hmm. fun and be goofballs for a couple months.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so John and I are, I wouldn't say great marketing minds, but we're marketing minds, right? Can So I, I can extrapolate from this idea that, like you said, there's a space that's buying followers or buying tweets. Um, there's potential recruitment of or outsourcing of players. And, and that kind of thing happened because like participation and success in your tournament means social media metrics for teams right it means impressions it means engagement with their fans engagement with the lower league community as a whole um uh content of course if they if if they can do it right and that 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 means value like there's value in that for teams and you are providing a marketing service joe are there plans to have you thought about charging teams to participate in the future like how does how does Joe monetize this bad boy that he's he's created?
1: Yeah, the the best part of that is that I I really can't. And at the end of the day, you know, with just like anybody else in lower league soccer, uh, I'm not really making any money off this. I mean, le- legally, I think EA Sports EA Sports wouldn't like that very much with some of the the rules they have set out to kind of keep a keep a stronghold on their game, which you know you're yeah. distracting, then. You got, uh, you know, a big bad organization that, you know, influences college students of a particular activity that oh, yeah, you know, I'm kind of skirting around mentioning because, I mean, who, who are they to care about some Division three kid in Cleveland, Ohio? But, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll avoid <laughs> mentioning them by name, but uh, I think by now sure. anybody familiar with, with sports in this country has a pretty good idea of who I'm talking about
0: well that's an interesting point right that uh i guess ea might not be super happy if you were charging teams to play their game yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: nor neither would neither would twitch and there's a whole machine set up against you i guess uh which is
1: yeah it, at least
0: you at least you've looked into
1: it. it it doesn't stop people from trying but uh i'd rather not have my thing get shut down so we'll uh yeah. we'll just have uh, we
2: your leak your legal team yeah. isn't large yeah. my, is my dad's saying? a lawyer
1: so i'll pull that card for the first time in my life but it's about it right <laughs> yeah if i were you i'd ha- if
2: i were you i'd hang on to that yeah. card for when you get older
1: uh,
0: legal team of, of <laughs> google.com
1: yeah <laughs> uh, yeah right it so
0: joe any what are the what are your plans for the for the rest of the year like uh obviously you've got to focus on finishing up this year in college strong but then once once you hit the summer like any smaller leagues or tournaments that might be on deck for the summer yeah under the lower league uh lower league banner
1: yeah so i think we may just have some smaller exhibition stuff i mean at, at the end of the day you know this is this is a way for people to get together in the off season right i mean yeah. it, it's you guys at the end we want guys like max and you guys running over at Minneapolis city to be able to focus on the actual soccer season. I mean, I think the cool thing about the E cup and Nate you hit it on a little bit at the start, you know, this is a chance for people to come together in the off season over, you know, something a little quirky, something a little unique and, and virtually during COVID too. But, you know, we have no plans to really go head to head with the NPSL summer schedule or trying to take, players, clubs, supporters away from their league commitments because at the end of the day, I think that 99.99% of those people are going to choose their league. So uh, sure, we're just Mm -hmm. focusing on, you know, maybe some smaller events for some players of the summer or – and really besides that, just making some small tweaks to what you're doing next year. I think the format that you saw this year – for the E Cup will largely stick. There's a little bit of a deviation from what we did in 2020, but going forward, it was it was shorter. You know, the games were a lot more competitive, two divisions. It gave some people some chance to get involved that hadn't been able to really get on the action, maybe because of skill level, or they didn't really know what it was all about in 2020. So, so I think going forward into next year. Uh, we're just looking to to stay on track and make some improvements to what we're doing. You know, maybe try to, to add a little bit bigger staff than we had this year and really just keep improving our product. And Hey, I mean, for the first time in a long time, we're going to get to enjoy a summer of lower league soccer. So I don't think we could ask for anything more. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So my my last question before we dive into a little a little of our own fun here, um, this year you could see the rise of teams leveling up their production value, um, which we feel and uh, that we're safe to say is a result of how great we did in our first ever swing at this. Um, but uh, but all joking aside, it was great to see people like Evan uh, with Board Madison live streaming himself playing, kind of giving a look into things for fans. Lansing Common. Um, who we played, had a full production, and then Nate and I ended up joining their post-game show after, so it really brought us together. Do you feel like this is an area that you could maybe put some loose requirements down on to have from a participant perspective moving forward? Because our <laughs> leagues that we play in make that yeah, a requirement. Yeah, so
1: I'll, I'll start off by saying, you know, we encourage clubs to go the route that you guys go. I mean, Lansing Common with a full broadcast team, they had their podcast and you know, some club, club higher-ups involved, you know, that is exactly what we encourage. But at the end of the day, the number of clubs in American lower league soccer that can pull that quality of production off is, is limited. No, exactly. You know, the, we, we can't make that a requirement. And, you know, what we do is we say street, everyone has to stream their game. So every, every E cup game is streamed. Uh, the majority are, you know, just two dudes playing FIFA, and you can tell which guy is the guy from Duluth and which guy is the guy from uh, the Twin Stars. Rest in peace. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 but uh, anyways, we we encourage teams to go as deep as as far along the line as they can and and still feel comfortable with it, or you know, slightly uncomfortable with it. Uh, this year, we did have a couple of teams. Lansing Common was one that, that just stuck with the full the full broadcast, you know, multiple commentators. And, and there were a few that tried. And it is pe- – people don't realize it is really hard to pull that type of a production up. It's so hard. It's mean, so hard. <laughs> I'll, I'll give my shout-out to, to Tyler, your guys' producer, because without that man, I don't think there's any way that we get the people's pitch plus – lower league E-Cup in, in 2020 or 21. I mean, it, it takes a lot of talent and hard work, you know, behind the scenes and beyond what you're just seeing on the on the FIFA screen and with guys like John, with you guys, you know, to, to pull that type of production off. And, you know, we're grateful for the guys like that and the clubs like Minneapolis City that have the staff and resources to pull that type of broadcast off. At the same time, we're, we're not going to make you know the city league team from New York trying yeah. to try to do the same thing because realistically, if they can do it, you know they're not going to be happy with the product and the way it's presented, and, and we we just want to be there and make this event as, as accessible as possible to as many teams as possible. Yeah.
2: Well, if it if it's any any consolation, the NPSL did their e. Whatever you call it, and the championship game had five viewers. So what you're doing is working.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so like that really was that does his brand, definitely. right? The, Joe, you understand your you understand your audience, we you understand your participants. Um, every time we talk to you, it's super impressive. Yeah,
1: I appreciate it, man. So,
2: so we have you know we have some games on our mm. show. Um, we played many of them. We like the to past. play the games. Um, we. We like the games. Uh, we had word association. Um, we just put to bed Ask John Anything, which I, again, went undefeated so everyone can suck it. Um, but we have a new game for you this year, Joe. It's called Crow So Crow Facts. So how this game works is we're going to ask you three questions that are Crow related. They could be maybe something about our club, a player, a specific match, um, which probably wouldn't fall into your category because you haven't really seen us play a ton. Um, or about the bird, the crow. Um, so if you know the actual answer, give it. If not, just give us any answer. So I guess our, our, our game is for, for you to try to act confident in your answer, but obviously try to get it right. Um, a, an example of a question would be in the movie The Crow, star Brendan Lee is the son of what 1970s action film star? And that would be Bruce Lee. So it'd be some something along those lines. Does does it make sense yeah, to you? Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah. All right. So let's, are you ready? Uh, let's see how this goes.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I assume that uh, we can we can say this is a yes, but uh, correct you are an avid watcher <laughs> of our cup games. Right? As as
1: much as I can. Okay, so you have seen
2: you have once seen in a while. Yeah, it was a, it was a little tough in, this yeah. year with, yeah. uh,
1: with some practice schedules, but I was able to get in there for most of them.
2: So when a member of our murder, real or digital, goes down with injury, who's our official training partner?
1: Uh, Red Cross? I, I, that's, that's, that's what we call it. That's <laughs> what we call bullshit, but yeah. You got to ask me these questions, (laughs) less than Uh, six months removed.
2: Well, that's why, that's why we play games. We're (laughs) we're not all about the easy questions here. Uh, The the right answer would be Uh. Twin Cities Orthopedics. Okay. So question two, the crow family is a vast family of birds to the tune of 120 different species of them that fall into the crow, the crow genus. Can you name four of
1: them? The crow family of birds
2: yeah so we're looking for bird types that fall into the crow
1: uh,
2: i'll give you a hint crow is one of them all right. <laughs> so now you see to come up with three other ones what about a raven nice raven is one yep
0: yep uh, maybe a
2: mockingbird
1: chess piece
2: a mockingbird is not one we'll give you one more guess
1: what about a blue jay or, or a jay a jay, yeah. Do you pl- jay.
2: uh that uh, is also incorrect so the other two we were looking for was the rook and the jackdaw
1: jackdaw
0: never would have got
2: that. yeah <laughs> yeah i i challenge
1: i challenge you i mean like, you know one he, one person who's not as zool- zoologist. all to- to know those four, so.
2: (laughs) You'd be surprised the people who support our club, Joe. (laughs) They probably all know it and we're the guys that don't. So, um, okay, question number three. This will be a little difficult considering your age, but maybe you've heard of it. So post-World War II, CBS, the network, created a cartoon featuring two identical crows. Um, They were popular for getting into mischief, what were the names of the two crows? sorry you broke
1: up a little bit
2: okay so i ask it again so post-world war ii we know that of your age and even our ages uh, clearly uh so this is a tough one cbs the network created a cartoon show featuring two identical crows that were popular for getting into mischief or the uh, name john bismore and dave
1: morales <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh I'll just give you credit. Yeah, yeah, answer. There Let's we answer. go. Do it. Right. Yep. <laughs> no, it was, it
1: was heckle and Jekyll. yeah. So that's a that's a solid offer through today.
0: Uh,
2: yeah, that's okay. We we threw the heat at you. I thought you'd get uh, that. City that one
1: I should have had. I'll, but, I'll give you that one. But those last two, man, those last two were some mm-hmm. ego boosters for you.
0: Heckle and Jekyll, dude, is like so. Here- who even anymore? who would know that
2: (laughs) see part of crow facts that we have i haven't really mentioned is that we're also teaching you (laughs) something in the (laughs) questions that you may not get this
0: defeat as a learning moment
2: yeah so you can go to like one of your buddies on campus and be like hey do you know that the crow family has a
0: hundred yo dude you ever heard of a (sighs) jackdaw?
2: yeah or a
1: rook (laughs) no.
2: <laughs> See, now we're, we're, we're hooking yeah. you up with knowledge, I will, knowledge, say, I will say that's
1: the first time in my life I've heard of a jackdaw.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Mine Agreed. too while I was doing the research. so that, 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 <laughs> Well, Joe, we appreciate you taking the time uh, to be with us tonight. I've said it before, and I'll, I'll say it again. for For a guy your age to pull off a gathering of multiple hundreds of like-minded soccer fans, to watch people play FIFA in its own right is crazy, but the professionalism, the preparedness that you put into it, making you know a really solid annual event, is super impressive. And if I had an organization that had actual money, I would totally pay for a mind like yours. So uh, Shark in a Tank. Heartbeat. So I know, yeah, you're gonna do great things in whatever you do outside of the eCup world when you're done with school. But uh, thank you so much for. For doing all you do, joining us again, dealing with all the bullshit you do in the Cup. Uh, and We really look forward to running it back next year and maybe trying to win the elusive title. Yeah, and we yeah to not I totally to
1: appreciate do. it, man. And, you know, first of all, just having me on. But second, just all the work that goes into you know, putting on that production and really just what you do with Minneapolis City in general. I mean, it's a ton of work. I know your your families probably think you're crazy when you're going off to go, go record over <laughs> some you know, random 25 year old dude playing FIFA, but I, I really appreciate everything you guys do and you know, glad you could have me on. Glad you could put up with me uh, all these audio issues I'm having right now, but yeah, pleasure being on and, and appreciate the kind words as always.
0: That is all for this week's show folks. And thank you to our new show sponsor, football stadium, Is your t-shirt game looking a little pitted out are the walls in your soccer cave looking sparse, my friend? FootballStadiumPrints.com have the solutions you need to add that unique spin to your soccer wardrobe and your living arrangement. FootballStadiumPrints.com may be an English bloke making some—that's what they say, bloke, right? Making some great art. Yeah, thanks. So. Uh, <laughs> know that all U.S. orders ship right here from the U.S. of A., so there's no additional international shipping charges. That's very cool. What maybe chap what?
2: Maybe chap name. Maybe He's that's another
0: a, one. Chap, yeah. As long as we don't drop the hard C, I think it's acceptable <laughs> in old English. Uh but what's better than that? City fans can head on over to footballstadiumprints.com, check out the new Edor Nelson shirt and print designs, and use that code Crows10 to save ten percent off your order. That is Crows Ten and you can rock the home of the Crows or any other lesser team, I suppose, wherever you go or wherever you want to lay your head. Uh, Thanks again to our friends at footballstadiumprince.com. If giving back to the community means a lot to you, maybe it is time that you give to the club that gives back. Minneapolis City is a 501c3. That's a tax thing that provides a safe, reliable, and fun environment for young people to play the beautiful game. We've got an upcoming summer camp. That includes that, as well as uh, we also offer the Futures Program Scholarship Fund, so there's so many ways, so many reasons to give. Consider a tax-deductible donation to a true city-focused organization. That kind of rhymed. That's great. (laughs) The season is around the corner, John. I am sure there are questions abound out there. People are going to have about the team that we can investigate. Maybe, uh, Maybe we can answer them. Send us mail. It's easy. Hit us up on Twitter at The People's Pitch, or Email us at mcscpodcast at gmail.com. All questions, comments, and concerns are welcome. And finally, as always, hit that club up at mplscitysc on the Twitter. Thank you once again for joining us. Uh, That does it for tonight. I am Nate. Uh, That was John. We have had Joe Meyer on the show. How amazing is that? And, of course, uh, the Lower League E-Cup will continue, so make sure you're following Lower League E-Cup on Twitter. Uh, so you get all those like off-season, and uh, and and mini tournaments that he's thinking about uh, thinking about firing off for the rest of the year uh, from here. here. A
2: quick anecdote, Nate, before you close out. I just got oh, yeah. a text text from Joe from the lower league cup who was was just we just wrapped up with him. He said that. He actually got stopped by campus security because he was aimlessly walking through a parking lot while talking to us for 30 <laughs> minutes. And, and they're now questioning him on what he was doing suspiciously. So he well, was our first ever guest <laughs> to get stopped by the police uh, we, after we recorded. So I wish it would have happened. When we were on.
0: We have literally had guests sitting in their car drinking or <laughs> probably stoned. Yeah. <laughs> talking to us. And this guy is just, just cause he's on campus. Walking around,
2: just getting arrested. Love okay. it. Well, Come on, we'll, man. We'll pay. We'll pay his bail.
0: Yeah, he can show the text.
2: <laughs> yep. Exactly.
0: I got, I got an invitation to be on a podcast. <laughs> well, uh, well, from here, friends, the only way up is to the moon. So head on over to mplscitysc become a member, and get those tickets so you don't miss the trip. And
2: you yeah, got hooked.
0: like Joe did. Joe getting hooked in prison. <laughs>